Welcome to the Fit Femme Project Alignment Podcast. It is here that we cultivate and gather all who have been through it in fitness, relationships, careers, lifestyle changes, and unforgettable crucial life pivots trying to achieve their most sovereign selves. We're here to provide you with thought-provoking, detailed stories and information from truly fascinating men and women from all walks of life, professions, generations, and modern-day sagas who speak to their rawest, darkest moments that made them the strong, decisive, humble, helpful, healing people that they are today. We ask them to hold nothing back because life is a multi-dimensional pursuit to be stronger, healthier, and more aligned mentally, emotionally, and physically. Let's go. everyone. Welcome back to the Fit Femme Project Alignment Podcast. Joining me today is Coach Nicole and coach and owner, founder, whatever you want to call her, Casey. We're digging deep and talking about what it means to get out of your own way and how they themselves have overcome it. Hi, guys. What up? This is our very first group (laughs) episode and everyone's stupidly nervous. We're all sweating. (laughs) It's so dumb. We all know each other like a book and we're all sweating. <laughs> like we're being interrogated by somebody. Because this somewhere. is going to be a good, co- like, deep conversation. Like, I'm prepared to go where we, where we need to. And I'm a type three, so you know me. I like to just put a mask up and, like, show that everything's fine. But if we're going to peek Little did she know, that, I'm going to be like, I'm nervous now. Little did Coach Nicole know that she was not fine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, So you guys basically came up with this topic yourselves because you already talk about it one-on-one. What are those conversations like? Tell me more. Well, I I figured I'd go first, Casey, just because I have to say Casey can read me better than I can read me. And so she's been my coach for over a year, and I think going on two years now, but... um, she could read how I was feeling, things I wasn't saying, and because she was reading the results I wasn't getting or other things I was doing. And so she suggested a few months ago, she's like, why don't we, um, why don't we start talking about things just to, you know, that's not necessarily fitness focused, health focused, just anything life. And so when she suggested that, it really, like, I didn't realize how much I needed that. And when we did start talking, I was feeling so much better and so much less, um, I don't know, because she was, she was just listening. I felt like I could just be myself. I could just talk. I, I, I didn't realize how much I was judging myself. Aww. And so having someone non-judgmental, like having someone there just to listen and hear me out was like, it's been, it's been changing my life because I don't feel like I have to put on this, you know, I got a coach, I have it all figured out, like, you know, in this kind of profession like you want to have all the answers if you can but when you don't it's like oh my god I've got to read five more books and make sure that in case that one question a client asks me I have it the perfect answer but I don't all the time and so just being able to express that and to Casey who's my coach and my boss and someone I respect like I was like okay if she still loves me for being for not having all the answers that I'll I'm going to be okay then I can can that I can kind of not take everything so seriously, if that makes Aww. sense. Yeah. And if she if she judged you based on that, I would burn this company to the ground. <laughs> I would too, honestly. That means I'm having a terrible day. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so you started doing that how long ago? I think January. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So two months ago. Oh. Yeah. yeah. The conversations, you know, they went pretty, pretty far. Like there were a lot of things like that, you know, we have discovered about each other in our coach client relationship and to have like those one off meetings was kind of like, we're not focused on, mm-hmm. we're not focused on, you know, doing the coaching thing. We're not focused on anything that we're analyzing in the actual check-ins. We're just checking in on each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that allowed, like, a, just a massive room, like, a big space for us to just kind of just, you know, not necessarily, like, dump, but, but be able to, like, access each other's emotional centers and just be there for each other. Just actually connect on a different basis. Mm-hmm. Totally. Right. Yeah. Not as, not necessarily just as, like, employee or client, just as humans yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aww. And um, what I really liked about that is... You know, it's so, you know, I don't know if the fitness industry is ever going to get to this point. I mean, that's the goal here, though, is with the comp- like the FitFem project is to make sure that everyone has, you know, all women have the- this ability to just be real with themselves and not feel constricted in any way to, you know, do what they want, achieve what they want in life, including their fitness. And so um, Casey really opened that like open the door wider for me, like to be able to just be myself <laughs> and just talk about what's on my mind and on my heart and things that I'm being, I'm troubled with or don't know how to figure out. Um, honestly, it's like, it's, it's, it's helped me do that with my clients and show them like, just talk to them and say, Hey, like person to person, like we need to, let's figure this stuff out. You don't have to do this alone. Like someone's there for you. So I guess I'm saying thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love you. <laughs> I, I, there's like, we all know this right now. Like there is so much value of like meeting yourself where you're mm-hmm. at. And that is going to change all the time. Sometimes you are going to be at the top of the mountain. You've worked to get there and you're going to be there. Good. Take a damn picture because like life is a project and you know, you're going to mm-hmm. have to eventually start at the bottom of the mountain again in some way, shape or form. Yeah. So that support and consistently meeting yourself where you're at is so important because meeting yourself where you're at means like we're not we don't have a mask on. We're not trying to be something or someone or you know some status that we're not actually that right now. Like I mean this is like where like you know depression and happiness are you know like actually kind of relatable. Like we wh- where's the mask at? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like being able to meet yourself where you're at and truly do that like even if it's icky is very very necessary because you have to be able to restructure the grounds and the roots at which you're at. Mm-hmm. Get that, you know, because if you don't, you're going to leave a gap. That trunk is just going to be so unstable, and it will eventually crumble if you don't meet yourself where you're at. Where did you find that happening for yourself? Like, So, for everyone listening, this is the part where I told uh, Casey and Caitlin, I was like, I haven't told my family this yet, so I'll just, <gasps> I'll just <gasps> tell the world. Spell. <laughs> um, so... I, for some, like, I've been thinking about this, but so earlier in February, I was diagnosed with depression, which um, I didn't really realize. Uh, I didn't really realize I was actually depressed um, because I, I, I guess you are a happy person. Well, yeah, I work out, I eat well, um, I read all the books, I journal, I spend time in nature. I was like, I have, there really are no problems in my life, but it was just, I was happy, but I was also overwhelmingly sad and my life was getting smaller and smaller to the point where I could only do a lot of my work in the mornings and then the afternoons would just be I would just be shut down and so it came to a point where 
you know, I, I spoke with my husband, I spoke with my mom. I was like, I think I need help. And so fortunately, I'm former Navy, so I was able to go to the uh, VA, the Veterans Affairs um, Department of Health, and get some get some help. And then it turns out a month later, I also am getting prescribed medication for ADHD or ADD, which I didn't realize. Really? Mm-hmm. So all this is like, um, I was really surprised because there are, I was like, well, how did I not see this? And me, I'm very introspective. I try to, I try to understand human behavior as best I can with, you know, the, with what I've got. I don't have a degree or PhD or anything, but I do try my best because I think it's, it's fascinating and important. But, um, I was like, how, how did I not see this? And, or how did this happen? And I, I think the reason that the conversations I've had with Casey have been so important for me is because when I was in the military, if you talked depression or anything psychological, super taboo. Yeah. And, um, maybe less now than it was 10 years ago, but, uh, it was like, if you went and saw a psychiatrist that was going to go on your record and then your chances for promotion would like, that was going to be on your record, you know? So it's like, so you don't talk about it. You don't go see help for it. And so there was that. And then when I started my career in the fitness industry, I worked for a couple other companies. And then one company in particular, I remember kind of being vulnerable to them and saying, you know, like, I'm, I'm sh- I can't remember exactly what we talked about. And I got fired, like, within a year. And part of me, it's they to- they weren't clear on why they fired me, but part of me couldn't help but wonder if they didn't like that I was human and raw and vulnerable in one conversation and so when yeah so then when Casey suggested (laughs) let's talk about this I was so nervous because I was like if I talk about anything going on like I don't I don't know what's gonna happen like this is I love what I do it was like I don't want to risk this but I risked it anyway and I'm still here (laughs) so Casey's like you know, she she accepts that. That's the thing. Like, she doesn't, she, she doesn't, like, she's not weirded out by it. She's like, we'll keep bringing more. Like, <laughs> like we opened that door. Like, let's keep going. I'm like, okay, so I feel so safe. That's why I'm like, um, you know, that, that's why, like, this is, this is just so necessary. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel this, like, new era of Nicole. It's like, <laughs> I, it's, it's really cool to see. I mean, Personally, you can see it and you can feel it, like, hanging out with you and talking to you and stuff like that. But then also, like, this translates back into your fitness mm-hmm. directly. Mm-hmm. Like, like the like the context and the connotation and the tonality of your check-ins has swayed to just um, so hopeful and yeah. vibrant and open and encourageable and, like... It's, you know, there's, there's, everything's open. There's mm-hmm. so much openness and there's no limited opportunities or anything like that or beliefs in there. It's all very like this new era of Nicole has like just kind of released and there's a lot of surrender there. It's really beautiful. And it feels so much better. It feels so much more like there's no hiding. There's no wondering if I'm going to say, if I'm saying the right thing or the wrong thing. Like there's just no doubt Maybe that's it. And I just feel, I do feel free. I feel like, you know what? I'm just going to, um, like, I have space. I have I have space to, like, explore more of who I am, who I want to be. And no one's going to, you know, poo-poo that or mm-hmm. be like, oh, you can't, like, I don't know. I just, I have, 
that kind of freedom and it's encouraged. That's, I mean, and that's what's so different. It's like almost new territory, but it's like, it's so fun being on this side of, you know, exploring who you are and being encouraged to do it by people who, and by people who know how valuable it is to do that. Have you done that with your husband yet? Uh, I mean, you mean like, why do you mean? Like just, so this is part of the vulnerability process that you're talking about now. Mm-hmm. So you you can do it in one area of life where it's, oh, okay. for I mean, one, it's talking like relationships in general. It's scary to do it no matter what or where or with whom, mm-hmm. but especially in your, you know, personal romantic, really your husband, your spouse, like that's, I feel like, because I've been through that and it's very difficult because especially in a moment of high emotions, you're arguing about something or not agreeing and then you remain vulnerable and open it's mm-hmm. really scary because you don't know how they're going to react and like i want this i'll do anything to get them to love me or mm-hmm. whatever to agree with me so have you gone through that like with your husband um super personal question but i'm curious mm-hmm. no yeah i so i left the navy in 2017 and started this career uh like a month later so i think my my world has been getting smaller up until last you know february this year for the for those six years since I've been out, so I my world up until last year was just like my job and my husband and my mom. Like my friends, I'd lost touch with them. Um, it was nerve wracking to make new friends, and so um, I opened up. You know, I would always talk to my mom. She's like my biggest cheerleader. Like I, mm-hmm. I you know, she's just incredible. And with Alan, my husband, I just noticed over the years that I would. Because I had this lens, but I didn't understand it back then, but because I had this lens that was very, like, um, that kind of painted things as they weren't, as things that they weren't going to work out, or I was a failure, I wasn't doing enough, um, I would either not show up as the woman or the wife that I wanted in our relationship, or I would say something to him because I was trying to get him to help make me feel better, but I didn't understand what I was doing. He was Mm -hmm. trying to understand, and so... Once I did open up or once I did tell him, I was like, I think I'm depressed. Like, he's just like, he's the one who actually suggested the VA. And, you know, it's been that's I've gotten incredible help from them. But he uh, like. How shit? Like, because your question was like, how has this impacted or have I opened up with opened up with him? Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's not the same. I haven't opened up with him the way that I have with case. It's just different. Like. With him, like, we have our own way of communicating, and he understands me sometimes when I don't even say anything, or um, he knows what I'm feeling, and so uh, if I, like, like, I I have told him, like, you know, hey, I'm feeling better, or, you know, this is how things are going, he's like, okay, cool, and he's just, he's always been supportive, he's like my my rock. <laughs> he sounds like the kind of guy is like a float pool. You just can't you can jump in. He's like cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's always said like do what makes you happy. Like we're going to we're doing this life together. I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to cry." <laughs> That's so but cute. um it but it's just been different. Like yeah. um I just I love the conversations I have with Casey. I love the conversations I have with my husband and my mom. It, they're just different. They, they're not, they can't. You know, that um, Esther Perel, who I've talked about with you guys, she um, 
was this psycho? Uh, I'm not. I'm gonna butcher her title, so I'm not gonna say it. Um, but one of the things I learned from her was that you know, in this modern age of relationships, we demand so much from our partners mm-hmm. that they have to be our lover, our confidant, our friend, our you know, supporter, our provider, and all this stuff. Aww. And it's like that's so much pressure. Mm-hmm on that person that that's why it's so important like you just said to have these other relationships where you can lean on and get that fulfillment so that your spouse isn't like i can't handle all this i'm drowning (laughs) you know so that's that's good that you brought that up and that you're realizing that in your life where i gotta step out a little bit it's uncomfortable it is hard to make new friends um i don't need a lot of friends you know (laughs) but i think that all comes back to like attachments you know, things that we were either taken from us or not given to us as a child. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then we look for that in our significant other because that's the person that we let in, you know, the closest to us. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I think, you know, being able to have, you know, friends that you have a really distinct connection with or, you know, whatever it is, um, somebody in your, your company that you work in or a friend or whatever it is, um, coach, mentor, mm-hmm. those conversations are definitely very important because they can help you understand that you can get all of that support from different people because they have the bandwidth and they have the energy and they have that resourceful tool that they, you know, have actually been given in their lives Mm -hmm. to support and, you know, be able to teach you or show you the way or whatever it is. But, um, I do, I do know that like in the past, I've also leaned into my relationships incredibly hard, you know, looking for these missing pieces inside of myself. I was like, Oh, you do this really well. So I'm going to stick like, stick like glue to you. Um, I mean, in my, you know, recent marriage, like, for sure, it was a lot of, like, discoveries. So I think one would probably be, like, the family aspect. My family is very distant and partitioned and, like, I would say shut down. We don't talk about emotions. Like, uh, I don't really talk to a lot of my family, at you know, much. So, um his family was very family oriented. So it was always weird for me to like be in the same room or like have like these genuine, like family depth conversations. And, um, I was always, so when I was in the room, I was always listening intently. Like my sure focus was not even on being present. It was on being like, how do I just, you know, how do I get my, you know, mom to open up to me? How do I get, you know, how do I get to, you know, I was always doing that. Um, and I also realized too, that Oscar was literally, um, Basically, every single person in my family all compiled into one person. (laughs) Yeah. So it was like everything that I felt like I was missing from all of the people in my family, I found in Oscar. Interesting. So, yeah. So that loss was, you know, hard. It was really hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, But luckily, we're friends. and We're doing the Airbnb business together. But, um, yeah. But that's that's another thing, like, I've been working on now in my personal growth. Like, that's something that you have to look at. And you have to work on your attachments and try to fill in those gaps yourself, too. So, but support helps. That's for sure. So what would you, like, how, what's your support? Because, like, you're one of that's mine. That's where I was going to yeah. ask. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you work through it? Me, right? <laughs> Just kidding. That was an inappropriate timing joke. No, no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not wrong. Um, oh. But no, yeah. There, the support is there, like, but also, like, you're you have to understand that you have to pick the right supporters. The, your supporters aren't, um, they're not supposed to make you feel like you need to rely on them. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to say, yeah, this and this and this, very true. Push you out into the wolves because that's the way that you're going to learn. The support mm-hmm. and the love is all that you need. You don't need the answer. The answer you can only find yourself. Yeah. Books, time alone, 
um, doing things that you love, getting crafty, you know, like doing kids stuff, just playing, meditating, breath work, just stillness and being able to find home inside of yourself um, is a lot harder than people think. But, um, yeah, you can definitely do it. Right. Just finding peace within your own skin and being comfortable in your own skin. So and being in your own head and body for right. a long amounts of time without interruption. Mm-hmm. So besides aside from that, and obviously that's an important aspect of it, yeah. like outside of yourself, where do you find that support? Like, you know, even if it's like a therapist or something, somebody. Uh, yeah, I used to go to therapy. Yeah. Um, but I mean, right now I, I really find a lot of, of trust in um, breath work and meditation and reading. And like I said, and doing childlike um, play and, it's just bringing you back to your roots. It's exposing, like, it's exposing all of the gaps. Like, especially when you start wiring those childlike tendencies back in, you start to realize, like, I, um, you know, I was um, packing my my bags to go stay at a friend's house, and I was packing like I was going away for seven days. <laughs> and I didn't realize this until a couple of weeks ago. I was like, why am I, why am I overpacking? What am I so scared is going to happen at my friend's house for 12 hours? Like, why do I have, like, meals, full meals, and... You've never noticed that about yourself? Uh, well, I was a competitor for so long. I was always prepared. Well, not the meals, so, but just... But, no, I'm. that's why I'm talking about it. So... <clears throat> Sorry. Like, you're good. But, like, I think uh, when I discovered that, I realized that was my tendency of... My divorced parents, my my mom and dad divorced at one. I was packing my bags every single, like, every other night and every other weekend to go stay. And if I forgot something, like, I couldn't see it for, like, a couple days or even a week sometimes. So I always overpacked as a kid to make sure I had everything. I had my free Willy toy. I had my Beagle toy. I had my clothes. I had my skates. I had, you know, I had a bunch of stuff. Just a little girl, like, packing, like, half of her bedroom up so she didn't have to go without it and that's it that shit right like that's why because it definitely translates to adulthood yeah well it was just so to me that's why i was like you never notice that because in the enneagram world you're a self-preservation yeah right (laughs) and it's just so insanely obvious so like when we go to mexico you have the largest bags (laughs) and they're the heaviest bags by far (laughs) and so like seeing that and i'm just like (laughs) I just notice it and like that's just who she is and I might just be like, Hey Casey, you don't need to bring that <laughs> But you do you girl. It's just stuff. <laughs> Man, dude, I wish. Like I I am working on it for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm working on it. Well and that's just also helping you understand mentally that anxiety, the flight or f- fight or flight mm-hmm. of that when you're packing, that's a good example, like, okay. I don't need this. I don't need that. Like just being real with yourself and being feeling just safe in your environment in general. Yeah. That's a lot for people to mm-hmm. to overcome, especially with, you know, a separated home. I thank God never had to experience that. But yeah. But yeah, it's, it's definitely about, I think, discovering yourself and finding that oneness and stillness. Like you are going to start revealing those gaps and you're going to be like, oh, you know, I can work on this, like, in a tangible, like, actionable way, which for me, like, in that case is, like, just pack a little bit lighter and see how it goes. Like, So how did it go? No how many bags did you start with? How many did you end up with? <laughs> so where was I? Um, oh, I went to a friend's house in the mountains, and I brought pajamas, and um, I had a sweater, two pairs of underwear, and a toothbrush. Socks? 
<laughs> I don't even want to do the sock conversation with you right now. <laughs> Caitlin took one pair of socks to Mexico for a whole week. <laughs> one pair of socks. Well, I'm wearing flip-flops. I have to be barefoot. Yeah, and that she, worked out for you. She said that she's like, how many socks? Because she, she's packing her, like, gigantic bag. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there watching her. And she's like, you know, I can see her brain just turning of, like, what do I do? What do I bring? She's like, how many socks did you bring? And I was like... One. And I hear Oscar in the other room just die laughing. <laughs> and you're like, one? How could you? You've insulted my ancestors. Like, <laughs> I was like, do you need socks? I, for one, don't have stinky feet. So if they end up dirty, it's not going to be, like, disgusting. But it's like, I can... What if you want to have a puppet show? <laughs> See, this is how my brain works, you know? So dumb. What if you get your socks wet? They can dry. Yeah, but what if you need another pair right away? I guess I'll have to figure it out and just cross that bridge when I get there because it won't be the end of the world. <laughs> this is fascinating. <laughs> Different forms of thinking. This is very eight wing seven, eight wing nine. Yeah, well, and then my the instinct, the self preservation. You're the, you're the self preservation, and that's what really makes to the same type completely different so Casey and I are both type 8s but she's a self-pressed I'm a sexual 8 which I'm more concerned about you know my personal relationship not that you wouldn't be but that's just the lens in which I see the world like I I can figure I don't need another sock if I need socks it's not like we're gonna be in the middle of the woods we can go to the store like you know what I mean (laughs) so wear a wise's grocery bag on your feet as socks well I could pull a Kevin and put little tissue boxes Boxes. (laughs) I totally hijacked that. I had to say that, though. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Reel it back in. We're good. (laughs) Anyway. Where were we? You know, okay, I know where we can go next. I was going to say, with what Casey was just talking about, like, I honestly, because I've thought about this, I was like, I don't know if I would have been able to look at myself more, like, to the depth that I have been lately, if you hadn't gone there first, like if you weren't leading the way, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I don't know if it's because I'm a type three or I mean, this is probably why I liked being in the military. I like someone who's been there, who's like can tell me what to do or can like has the path already kind of laid out. Because if I have to figure it out my, on my own, I'm like, I just like my brain just glitches. I think that's why <laughs> I didn't like being in my own business as a solopreneur. I was like, this is way too lonely and I don't know what I'm mm-hmm. doing. But if someone else... <clears throat> can lead the way but in in like a healthy way in a way that um doesn't exclude others in a way that's very wholesome that's very um you know that takes everything into consideration then I was like there I'm I'm good follower they're a good leader like it just makes sense this makes my world better and so if you weren't doing your work Casey I think like I'd, I'd, I, I would still be where I was. And that makes me sad, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> so Yeah. Faith like, is definitely part of the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, just having that. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. All right. Let's all hold hands <laughs> and hug. Kumbaya, anyone? <laughs> I think, no, that's an important part, like, um, just as being a lead. Like, you're a leader not only as her coach, but also her employer her boss so that is just that's just a good testament to like for one where you're currently at in your process of growth we're always going through it but just how far you've come and how good of a leader you are Mm -hmm. yeah I mean 
I definitely, this is the top big thing that I have manifested. Like my, I don't know why it was like this, but I just always, I was like, how do I become the best leader I could possibly be? Just the, just all around, like whatever best means, like, how do I do that? And I remember showing up burnt the fuck out to one of those IFCA, um, business, um, seminar weekend things and just like crumbled in front of 250 people because yeah, I was just like, this is the only thing I want to do. I was like, I just want to be able to, I just want to be the light that I know I can be like, how Mm -hmm. do I do that in the most healthiest, like, like most like romanticized way where people just want to lean in and they feel safe and they just want to be there and they want to do the same thing. And I, man, I, I thought I was so far away from it. And I mean, it's been what, three years since that time. And like, here I am. I, uh, I mean, I'm, and I'm still like expanding. I'm still working on it, but I didn't realize how much I was working on it, how much I was actually living inside of that uh, manifestation. So I mean, those those things come strong. If you really, like, deep down in your heart, like, have this authentic, like, thing that you really want and desire, like, and it's always in the back of your head, like, knocking at the door, it's going to come around. So, yeah, it's, you know, it doesn't, ha- it doesn't have to happen the next day. Like, these are definitely skills that take time oh, and experience. Sure. Yeah. yeah. One thing I've really appreciated that you do is that you, um, you will, like, you will, you're not afraid which blows my mind. <laughs> You're not afraid of making <laughs> mistakes in front of people, which to me, like, you know, like two years ago, I'd been like, no, no one can see what my thinking. But um, you like in a team meeting, you'll like when we're talking, like, for instance, like talking about emails, you're like, let's 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 figure out how to make this work. And it's like we're all learning together. And I really like I appreciate that you br- bring us all in so that we can all learn at the same time. But it's like. I feel like I try to put myself in your shoes. I'm like, I feel I would have felt pressure on myself to have something already like have it perfectly figured out. But you're like, no, like we're going to figure this out together. And but that's braver than having to <clears throat> put on a face and pretend like, you know, it also all. easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that's that. a good point, though. Yeah, But it's like because you're willing to be vulnerable like that which to me I think is very vulnerable maybe not to you but to me it is yeah but um like it I have it increases my respect for you and I'm like okay like it's I like if she can do this I can do this so it just helps me feel more courageous in whatever I feel is an equivalent of you know that I need to figure out on my end for whatever I'm doing yeah well with working with like other passionate individuals like you definitely like you don't need a rule book just listen yeah. and just be there be present mm-hmm. like i told you guys already i'm not going anywhere without you also oh, it doesn't no. make sense to me i'm serious though no, like I know, yeah. um I, I literally was just talking to somebody about this i forget who i was talking um to it about but i was like if if you're lonely if like if you really follow that saying like it's lonely at the top then you fucking did everything wrong Mm. Yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. You're right. That is a common saying, like the hustle and grind and, you know, be quiet about your goals and then show up and surprise everyone. I hate that kind of talk. There's some people in my mind who I could say that are famous that say those kinds of things. And it's like, okay. Yeah, it's motivating. But like, really think about it for a second. Like how... Like, how much did you close off and isolate and mask up that you're alone at the top with whatever mm. you've got? Like, what what's the point of it at, the, at that point? Yeah. You no, know? I agree. And if there's, you know, if, if you're looking for people at the top, like, they're all by themselves, too. Their self, you know, preservation is, too. Like, they're 
they're by themselves. So I'm, I'm, I definitely don't want to be that person. I'd rather, I'd rather take you guys with me. We'll come along. Thanks, man. <laughs> so what, uh, as far as like where you guys are at currently and getting out of your own way, whether it's as a wife or as a friend or as a coach, what is that currently looking like for you? Well, I'd say for me, um, just to kind of borrow Casey's words, I'm a work in progress. Like I'm like, but I'm, I'm more amenable and more, um, open to being a work in progress and being a work in progress in front of others. Uh, whereas before I was like, no, I have to do my work first behind closed doors and then show everyone that the, the end result. Um, so what I'm working on is just, um, I guess like little, little, I don't know, like little projects, like for instance, um, eating, buying food from local farms and maybe being more open about that and, um, telling people why, and even if it might alienate some people or they might think that, oh, like, you know, whatever reasons people have for not liking that, like for that's important to me. Um, so I guess the work in progress is being able to just be more vocal and more open about what I value and exposing that to the world. And I'm already very open with uh, the women I work with in our calls. Like those bring me life. Like when I was going, like when I was really struggling, like those were the, the calls and the calls with you guys. When I was with people, I would like, it's like every the world, everything was okay. But, um, so I'm already very open with the women I work with um, when we talk, but just, I guess, being able to expand my circle. I think that's my oh. work in progress is just opening <clears throat> myself up to more people, more things and talking about it and not feeling like I'm being judged all the time. We were kind of just talking about that, how um, for her Instagram, for example, especially with somebody who has a lot of followers, mm -hmm. that when Casey was in the off season... She would lose followers, right? That's what you were oh. saying? And it's just like and she was like so nervous or scared or insecure, whatever it is you want to say. I'm sure you could say this yourself, so you, you say that. <laughs> you're right yeah, here. I mean, you you find, so when you're getting likes and followers and stuff and people are looking up to you for doing all of these really cool like achievements like competing and winning shows and stuff and, um, you know, it's literally based all around like, of course, yeah, you, your personality, your, you know, authenticity, whatever it is, but like it's your body and, um, like, that's what competing is based around. They don't care if you're a shitty person or not, you know. They're just judging you off your body. You're not up there doing, mis you know, congeniality. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah. So, when you start to lose likes and you notice it and you start to lose followers and you notice it, like, there is so much grounds at which you could, like, lose, like, your self-worth. Like, you could really start thinking about it and be like, oh, my gosh, these people really only like me when I'm ripped and and... And, you know, competing and they're, that's the only reason they follow me. So you do go through a lot of like roller coasters with that. Like, I mean, I, I feel like I've lost like four or five thousand followers in the last two years due to, you know, just me not competing. So, yeah. um, but it, it is what it is. Like, I, I don't want people to follow me for, for competing if I'm not competing. Right. They're like, she's no longer too. relevant yeah. to me, so why would I want her on my feed? Like, right. Come watch me for my shit that I post now. That's the good shit. That's where it's authentically flowing. And those so. are the people you want right. in your circle, yeah. even if it's just Instagram. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of like what you were saying, just being okay and it's not as scary as it may seem to put more of yourself out there mm -hmm. regardless of what people think. 
it is scary, but once you're, it's over with, you're like, oh, it wasn't that bad, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. for me, like, if if I tell you something, like, this is, oh, this is a perfect example of how I'm yes, opening like, up, but it's like... Oh, the podcast? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, snaps for Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, if you, you knew if you were in my tight circle, if I um, told you a personal story, you know what I mean? Have so you told me a personal story? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Both of you. <laughs> so it's like... Um, so, and of course, and it's crazy because like the women I work with, I tell them personal stuff all the time, but it's like, I can't not, but so I don't really understand it, but maybe, maybe it's just being on social media more or going out and meeting people, um, you know, going to just, uh, events, you know, I was telling you guys earlier about that, like farm that's having, you know, an mm-hmm. event on a couple weekends. And so just going out there just to, you know, meet people and just, I think that's, um, that's where, that's where I'm kind of, that's where I'm working. So now, yeah, now talking about it on the podcast, I'm like, oh my God, I told everyone. <laughs> everyone will know your secrets. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think for me, it's the vulnerability aspect. I mean, mm. you guys have seen me like, I mean, go up and down. That's a roller coaster for me. Like sometimes I'll just like, just spill it. Like it's all out of a plate. You can eat it. I don't care. <laughs> but like, sometimes I'm like, here's little there's a little speck of food it's a cracker um but yeah no the vulnerability thing for me is definitely hard I mean you guys had you guys seen me a couple weeks ago or whenever it was two weeks ago and I I felt like I I've never actually felt like I was in an environment where I could just like just be exactly how sad I was or how broken down I was or how in pieces I felt in a long time because I've been so long holding so much shit together for like not just myself but like I felt like you know marriage or whatever it is and the fifth and project and things like that so um I mean and there's particular moments where like vulnerability and things like that always come in but for those real personal deep down moments where it is just icky like those are really hard for me to get into because as a kid I had to I had to grow up really fast I had to be really responsible I had I had to jump into a lot of masculine energy um, my family was very like money oriented. Like it was like, who's getting the paycheck? Like, or who's getting, you know, what paycheck are we, how much are we getting? Or can we actually eat this week? Like, um, who's, what's the, what's that thing that good child support? Like, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and everybody just talked about money and I was, you know, the, the moderator of the conversations between my parents and my grandparents and the person that heard all the garbage talk and stuff. So I had to really, um, I had to really lock down like this energy where I was, the caretaker of myself and of like five adults as a child yeah. as a child no, yeah that's uncalled for so yeah sorry everyone but like that's the way it is but it's not like that anymore but like because i actually am an adult but don't be that adult but yeah that's where like that's why i have such a hard time like if like if all of like if the one big thing is like home and vulnerability it's I know that like as soon as I feel like my utmost like vulnerability I will finally feel like I'm home and inside mm-hmm. my body yeah so that's where I'm that's where I'm that's what I've been staring in the face is just that vulnerability aspect of my life and every single aspect like letting the ebbs and flows of literally everything in life just happen the way that they do and still present like happiness and self-worth and high self-esteem and just just understand that the world is still beautiful like nothing's cr- actually crumbling yeah, let the cookies crumble how they may. Did right. I say that right? Yeah, or eat them. We'll eat them after they fall. Yeah. 
Yeah, they have to fall. <laughs> but that's a good example. Like, you just kind of, just that letting go of, like, you can't control everything. And Mark mm. says this all the time. Control what you can control. Like, shut up. <laughs> but it's true, you Do know. Do I know who Mark is? Yeah, I've talked about I, I don't so. know what, what episode this will be is number-wise, <laughs> but they'll probably hear plenty. Okay, Mark is her boyfriend. Yes, they've heard plenty. <laughs> Nicole and I have, like, talked a lot of gossip so yeah. far. <laughs> Can't to wait gossip. to hear. So, so Lindsay and I as well, I think. I can't remember. <laughs> Marky Mark. Anyway, um, hopefully yeah. he won't listen to this. <laughs> he might not. No, this isn't his vibe. <laughs> We're okay. not a bunch of bros. <laughs> yeah, those chances are small. <laughs> Very small. He might listen to one episode and be like, good job, honey, and then unsubscribe. <laughs> no, he'll stay subscribed. Hi, Mark. Bye, Mark. <laughs> Make sure he doesn't listen to this episode. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, that's pretty much all we have for y'all today. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. I have to go to the bathroom. Um, I can go, too. Okay. Yeah. So, thanks for joining us today. That was such a great little topic. Right, guys? Did I stop sweating? Yeah. You yeah. stopped sweating? I'm sweating more now. <laughs> Oh, Ooh, that's a good time to stop then. <laughs> Casey stinks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't wear deodorant anymore. That's a problem. Oh. It's another episode. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> In private. Yeah, this is a private conversation. That's clearly a problem. Anyway, thanks again, everybody. Talk to you next time. Love you. Peace. Bye. Thanks for listening to the FFP Alignment Podcast. Please support us by downloading, rating, and recommending us to your friends and family. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at the Fit Fem Project. That's F-I-T-F-E-M-M-E Project. And for those of you looking to find their essential balance of lifestyle and fitness, book a free consult by going to thefitfemproject.com. That's F-I-T-F-E-M-M-E Project.com. And click apply now. Until next time, this is the FitFem Project Alignment Podcast.